Today, we're talking about creating the mindset to win. Race drivers, welcome to another Race Driver Coach Show episode. This time we're talking about the mind. And you know I'm super passionate when it comes to the mind. I've studied it for three decades now because I know it's the differentiator between someone who makes it and someone who doesn't quite hit the grade, doesn't get the best out of themselves. And that's why I wrote this. My Bible, The Warrior's Mind, is pretty much nearly everything I teach on pages. And... When I summarize it, it's kind of like, right, we've got to make sure that we code you in a way, or you've got to make sure that you code, mentally code yourself in a way that allows you to get the best out of yourself. So when you're on the track, you can actually access the skills you've got. You're not hesitating because you've got fears or worries of what if it doesn't go right, or I'm worried about what dad or the team are thinking or the sponsor if it doesn't if it doesn't go right. And I've crashed three times before and I'm taking that in with me as well. So the messy mind does not help a driver win. It doesn't help anybody win. If you go if you're a business person going into a boardroom and you're more fearful of them rejecting you, them not liking your idea or your proposal race drivers as well when they've got sponsorship. If you're a, an athlete, a runner, and you're worried about tripping, you're worried about not being good enough, and these things come in just as you're about to perform, that's not being in the optimal mindset. So today I want to talk about how to create that optimal mindset. You've got to work on this. It's not just going to be automatic. You've got to condition and create this mind that you want to compete out there. And that's where I want to introduce you to the alter ego. Now the dictionary explains alter ego as a person's secondary or alternative personality. It also says that it's an intimate and trusted friend. But I want to bring both of these together. So you get this, I want you to create a secondary personality mindset basically. And also it's your trusted friend because it's the person that you send out to battle. It's the person you send out onto that track, into that boardroom, on the court, on the stage, whatever it is you've got to perform in, what arena it is, whatever arena it is, and you can trust them. But you've got to create that, because I see too many drivers having hang-ups, you know, being a bit reserved, um, being introverted, having fears, worries about not being good enough, and they've, they've just, they've got a belief system that makes it impossible for them to succeed. And they take that mindset with those beliefs, with that perspective, with that matrix. If you read my book, you know what matrix is, the mental model that you view the world through and how you translate everything. They take that mental matrix, put it in the race car and just hope it'll do well. Okay, they're present with the mind, but it is literally like that. And you know that that person who looks fearful, who hasn't really got the confidence, is now in control of that race car trying to win. It's not going to happen. They're going to get some kind of adversity out there and they're going to crumble. They're going to blame the car. They're going to blame traffic or whatever. It's messy. So that's where I want to always come back. Say, okay, let's just break this down. Let's make sure that you're at your absolute best when you're on track, when it's time for you to perform. When the pressure's on, you actually wake up and that person is in control. Not the person that's home in the in their bedroom. Um, and someone, you, know, you can be who you want at home with your own insecurities. But when you're here to compete, you're here to seek and destroy. You're here to just execute. Go in a very AI robotic 
fashion. So less emotion, less hang-ups of what happened to you in the past. This is all about what's in front of me and what I'm going to do about it. That's the kind of alter ego I want you to create because it's going to give you much more of a chance of succeeding. So I've broken it down into two steps of how to do this. It's a lot deeper than this, but this is to give you a broad overview so you can start to get to work on it, basically. Number one is who. I want you to create or get to know the kind of person that you want to be when you're on track. And, and this is pen and paper. Literally write it down. What sort of mindset, what sort of person do I want to be? And you could have a hero, by the way. You could say, oh, Schumacher, I want to be like Schumacher when, that, when he was on track. And you write down this character. Who is that person? What are, and I want you to really make sure you watch this a few times and take notes on this video. What are their beliefs? So how would they see the world? What's their mental model? What's their coding? The way they view things. You know, when someone, someone chops them up, are they the type of person to lose their mind with rage? Or would they just simply take in the information from the external world, adjust and go again? If they do a lap, they make a mistake on a lap, what would they do? Would they get angry, frustrated, start to worry? Or would they again? Oh, the lap time's that. Okay, I'll take it in, adjust what I think can change and go again. Again, very robotic, right? So I want you, if that's a skill, a quality, a robotic, fine. But I want you to start to design your alter ego. Start to get to know them. And to give you an example, a lot of people do this on the stage when they're singers, there's public speakers or they're actors on the stage. They spend time backstage creating the character, getting into that character, into the mode. If you see somebody like um, Michael Jackson backstage, fearful, not ready if they're at home, very timid. But when, they're on when they were on stage, they were absolutely lit and Everybody was just watching them in awe. It's like, how oh, that person's amazing. How can they be so confident and out there and just let themselves go with these dance moves and remembering the words of the songs and all this? They just let themselves go. They're in the zone. Nothing like that when they're at home. But they had to create that. Whether it's done consciously, like I want you to do right now, or over the years they built up the confidence and they know they've got a trigger now when they step on that wooden stage or they hear the people cheering, that mindset, that alter ego kicks in. That could be built over time, but it's still conscious first. They still have to force themselves to get on that stage before it clicked into, ah, I do become a different person when I'm on that stage. And you're the same. So I want you to first know who that person is, design them. What would they think? What would they say to themselves? What kind of music would they listen to before going on? How would they talk? How would they hold their body? Their breathing? Would their chin be up? Or would it be down looking unconfident? You know, I've spoken before, if you listen to some of my emotional videos, t teaching you about emotions, not emotional videos, that the, what you're thinking, what you're saying to yourself, the meanings that you're attaching to things is half of how to create an emotion. What does it mean? How do I feel about it? It's all linked. But then also on top of that, if you take control of your body, your breathing, how you're holding your actual physiology, posture, muscle tension, Facial tension. If you want to be happy, you're going to smile. So how would your alter ego look? So get to know them. Get to know the beliefs, their mental code and their structure, their viewpoint on life, their matrix. 
how they would hold their body. And once you've kind of got that down, you've got a character there, sort of like, that's the kind of person I want to be when I'm out there. Then give them a name. Name that person in a way that you know who it is as soon as you say. So if you wanted to be, if your name's William, and you wanted to be William the Warrior, or William the Conqueror, and it could be a descriptive name like that, whatever it is, give it a name, give that alter ego, that other self of you, a name and you know what it means. It's got everything embodied, wrapped into it. I know the coding, what I wanna be like, what that person should be like, and I'm gonna give them an identity. That's step number one. Step number two is bring them in. This is where you create them. Once you know exactly who you want to create and their identity, it's up to you, this is your responsibility by the way, it's your responsibility to bring them in and put them in control. How do you do that? Well, you do it bit by bit. A very clever way or an easiest way is right. What's the one overriding belief that I know this person would operate off that I need to make sure that I stand by in the next session? So it could be a belief of all I care about is the next corner. That is a, a very strong belief. Now, can you imagine? You made a mistake at a certain corner, but you make sure you stick to that belief just for one session, all I care about is the next corner. And you straight away, what you're doing is you're taking your mind away from the past and you're bringing it back to now and a little bit in the future, what's coming up right now. Somebody slightly hits you from behind, instead of getting flustered and getting angry, your mind is saying, no, the belief, what's coming up in the next corner, next corner, next, and you'll honestly abbreviate it down to just next when you get good at this. And that becomes your belief system. Your mind knows that, that is a simple belief. Next is all I'm gonna think about in this whole session. This is a very big belief that would be as part of your alter ego, right? Whatever you've named them. So I want you to take that one belief, the one main one that you know can help you in so many different ways to keep you present and not worrying about everything else that takes you out of the flow, out of the zone. And you go with that for one session. You go for it for one whole weekend maybe, or a whole test event, and you just see how that works. And I just know it's gonna serve you, because you, you see the lap time, it's not good, right, next, what can I do? It gets the mind into a resourceful state, straight away, that is taking you into an alter ego, because before you wouldn't be like that. Before you would have been worrying. Now you're not, you're bringing the mind back in. A bit like a dog, right? You gotta treat it, you gotta keep pulling it. You've heard me say that before, a naughty dog, you keep checking its leash all the time, and it starts to then learn to behave and you don't need to check it so often. Same with your mind. So having a belief, a guiding belief, just like next and you know what that means and you run with it and then the brain starts to say, you know what, this is working. I feel better when I'm in the car now. I feel like I can perform better. Believe me, it will, once it starts to have you know, link pleasure to that new belief, it will start to use it. But to start with, whenever you're starting a new belief you have to do it so consciously and on purpose before it gets in there it's like tying shoelaces right it's really awkward to start with and you'll make mistakes and you'll fall into oh, i'll just put the velcro on instead um but then the more you do it and the, and then someone gives you praise oh that's well well done you've tied your shoelace and then you're like, oh brilliant bit of pleasure linked to that belief that belief of whatever it is i've got to do now and you keep doing it, it then you're doing it without even thinking without even looking, you're talking to somebody while tying your shoelace, the belief system and using parts of the brain for what you want, or creating the brain that you want, are very similar. So it's very conscious to start with, but then over time, and you know, 
the bigger the difference it makes. So if you all of a sudden have the best weekend ever, that will speed it up. It'll become a new belief very quickly. So then that's just one belief. Then maybe you go to the next race weekend and you take on another belief. You know what, this time, the kind of champion I wanna be, they would lead the team. They would speak to everybody. And they would have a belief that is kind of like, I need to get everyone on my side because together we achieve more, you know, something like that. You go with that belief for one race weekend. You watch, you'll start to talk to the mechanic more, start to talk to the sponsors that you were a bit nervous about before, other people's uh, party, you know, parents or whatever. You, you're out there a bit more, you like, you get to the end and you say to yourself, I was a bit more like that champion again now. So slowly you're building this alter ego and it will go into your personal life, of course, but I'm just talking about when you're at the track, when you're there to perform. So you're building this person by belief system, not belief system, you're building the belief system, the matrix, but belief after belief, you're stacking them up and you're building this person and they're getting pleasure and good feedback from this new character they're becoming. That's how you, I want you to introduce it over the season. Now, bit by bit, a new belief, you know, what am I going to go to this race weekend with? I know, and you'll come up with it. I know, I'm going to start to enjoy that nervous feeling because I know, this is a belief, I know that one day I'm not going to have this nervous feeling anymore and I'm going to miss it, this adrenaline. So I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to let it defeat me and make me uh, tense up. I'm going to say to myself in that time, this is amazing. I'm actually enjoying this because it's so privileged to be in this position where most people are working nine to five or they haven't got a job that on benefits. They haven't got this kind of life, these experiences. Maybe they have to do drugs and alcohol in order to get this buzz I've got, but I've got it right here. I'm hating every second of it at the minute, but you know what? I actually love it. it becomes a new belief. I, that's one I did myself when I used to get nervous when I first started racing. So it's creating these beliefs one by one and use them over the race weekends, right? So that goes in. The other way of bringing them in is making sure that they're in control when you're getting in the car. So you see drivers warming up with the tennis balls, skipping and all this stuff. But I want you, that's brilliant because that's physical and it gets your hand-eye coordination there. It wakes you up if you've had like three hours out of the car or something last session, since the last session. But I want you to get the mind there to bring the alter ego in as you're getting strapped in. The tighter the straps go down, the stronger I become. That's a belief and you're saying it in your head and you're starting to breathe just like that warrior or that whatever that identity you gave yourself is. You start to breathe like that person. You start to get your chin up. You start to think about, right, what am I gonna do on the first lap? You start to create that person. And as you're warming up the tires, as you're out there, because remember, warming up is one thing. Getting into the car is one thing, but you've got to probably 10, 15 minutes before the race starts or qualifying session. So as you're warming up, as you're out there, you're still building this person, this alter ego. You're bringing them in, you're beckoning them by saying their beliefs over and over again in your head, by being focused on next. So you're conditioning it. And over time, this kind of mental warm-up that you do, that starts to become natural as well. And it starts to become natural so much so that as soon as the belt tightened, click, that emotion, that feeling, that mindset just kicks in. That's when you know you've got it completely conditioned. When things around you, whether it's audible, visual, kinesthetic, which means you can feel it, they'll come in and they trigger you into fight mode, into this alter ego. But again, it takes time, it takes conditioning. So you do it logically or consciously to start with. Just like the belief system, you start to bring that person in, right? 
I'm now introducing them into the car. I get rid of my normal mindset that I have at home and I'm putting in this alter ego that's gonna get out there and kill it. It is quite simple, changing your mindset and creating an alter ego, but it takes a bit of time because you've got a lot of conditioning. So say if you're like 25 now and you spent the last 10 years racing with a certain mindset that you're not happy with, we've got to break that down bit by bit and teach the brain that this way is better. So, so it's got a lot of habits that you have to overcome. So that's why I say just do one belief per race weekend. Start to become that person. Use it. How would they hold their body? How would they get in the car? How would they talk? How would they talk to themselves? Their self-talk. Would it be like a wimpy William kind of voice? Sorry to use that name again. It just rhymed. It just had a W. Or would it be William the Warrior? Where they've got a bit more of a determined voice. They look people in the eye a bit more. These are the things that I really want you to get down for this coming race weekend, this season. Take control of your mindset. Really take the time to create this alter ego, belief system, name them, become them. You do this, I'll tell you what, you're gonna get the best out of yourself and at least, even if you don't make it in racing, there'll be no regrets.